MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today, we're speaking with Bola Grace about her experiences on the Cambridge Judge Business School Executive MBA. Bola also talks to us about her work in the health and medtech industries and her research on diversity and inclusion in business schools. I am Bola Grace. I am currently speaking to you from London and I completed my MBA at Cambridge Judge Business School. Brilliant. That's great. Um, So you started off as a scientist. Uh, You did your PhD in population health and epidemiology and more recently completed an executive MBA at Cambridge. It's all quite impressive. Um, Would you walk us through your experience to date? Yes. um, Yes. So I started my career as a research scientist. Um, I was in the lab mixing chemicals and I really enjoy it. Um, My actual background was in molecular biology, biotechnology, but pretty early in my career, I knew that I didn't want to go down the technical scientific path. I knew I wanted, so for instance, that would have led me to becoming a senior scientist or um, principal scientist. I knew I wanted to um, go down the management track. So I made that decision relatively early, but obviously my scientific background was quite important in terms of the uh, business decisions that I I needed to make along the management track. And I actually did my PhD as well on the job. So I had a full-time job and I was doing my part-time PhD at um, University College London. Um, So technically I felt confident, I was sound, I was happy making those decisions. And as I progressed from my career um, as a scientist, I went down project management and then director roles and several leadership roles since. I was very, very comfortable with the technical decisions that I needed to make. However, I felt that there was a gap in terms of the maybe the financial side of things and where I felt that I wanted to get to in my career. Many MBAs do their degree to make a pivot. What was your motivation for doing an MBA? So I I noticed there were a few gaps. So for instance, uh, around financial accounting, um, corporate finance, I I thought I needed to develop my skills in in those areas. Um, So that was what made me to uh, make the decision to go for an MBA. Um, I think I was strong in some areas and I think I'd always known that. So maybe um, subjects like um, organizational behavior, um, negotiation, what we call quote unquote the softer skills. But I really, really wanted to learn more about um, corporate finance, accounting. Um, and then obviously you don't know what you get until you get there. So areas like innovation, strategic management, management science, those were completely um, new and very useful for me. How did you go about actually choosing your program? And, and why of all schools did you pick Cambridge Judge? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, a, it was around um, location. 
So I was very um, interested in somewhere that was relatively close to me. Um, and if you know anything about um, Cambridge University, um, there's a huge um, network of um, scientific companies, scientists. I mean, the scientific um, and healthcare research in that area is actually absolutely fantastic. So that was one of the key reasons why I picked um, Cambridge. And also, it's just, I mean, it's Cambridge. <laughs> um, so that was um, quite high in terms of my um, lists uh, on the list of business schools that I was looking at, yeah. but specifically also things like um, the college system, um, the network, and there were several people that I've spoken to and they had um, really strong recommendations for Cambridge. Actually, there are quite a few science links in the area of Cambridge. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, and just tapping into that network. And it didn't fail to deliver because we had a few um, guest speakers from some of the um, scientific companies that had been around the Cambridge environment for a long time. Also, the um, cohort, for instance, um, there is so many people representing the healthcare, uh, med tech, um, scientific industries. Obviously, we had a very good mix, and naturally, you would expect quite a few people from um, finance backgrounds in the MBA, but just having um, that diverse mix from um, NGOs to construction to just, you know, you just name it. That was one of the key reasons why I chose Cambridge. Can you share with us a bit more um, about your experiences on the MBA and your experience of the course? So we had, um, we would have our lectures um, one weekend every month. And then I think there were three um, one week long sessions. So the orientation week was one week long. And then we had our international business trip. Um, unfortunately, that had to be held online. Um, that also was a week of traveling. And then towards the end, when we had the elective, that was also a week long. But otherwise, it was just once a month, weekends, Friday, Saturday. And then obviously, you work on what you've learned. Um, during the weekday and the rest of the month. And obviously you had to combine that with assignments and projects. So yes. And living and, and you know, doing your work. Like Absolutely. Your but I think um, for me, I really enjoyed that format because it really um, provided me with the opportunity to, you know, quickly implement something that I've learned in class. Um, so just shooting off the hip here, if we're looking at organizational behavior and we're looking at high performance teams, I can, you know, run a quick trial <laughs> between the um, what the month before and the month after and see um, what I can apply and because it's, it's fresh in my mind. Um, I like that in terms of the practical applications as well. Um, I think in terms of what the actual MBA experience was like versus reality in some areas, um, I... It, it was above and beyond what I expected in some other areas. I think, looking back, I need to have more faith in myself. Um, so in terms of, for me personally, the biggest takeaway, and I, I'm sure you will hear this over and over from um, speaking to MBAs, it's just the relationships that you build and the network and just getting to know people. And those are things that um, no one can ever take away from you. Um, but in terms of the things that surprised me, um, coming so for example, coming from a healthcare background, I was um, completely intimidated when I started because you know within my cohort I would have CFOs and people with I don't know so many degrees in finance, and here here I am waltzing in wanting to write the same exam as them. Um, but the the wealth of the experience that no one would ever, for me anyway, that I didn't even know that I would get was, it's not just about the theory, it's not just about 
practical per se, you also get the experience angle. So when I'm sitting there with a corporate finance, um, obviously I was traumatized by corporate finance because I keep talking about it over and over. But anyway, when I sit there with a corporate finance um, assignment, there is someone who has experienced something similar who will give you a real life scenario of how you would tackle um, that particular uh, um, problem or if you were trying to cut this, this is how we we'll do that. Or when you're talking about negotiation, in class we would have... Um, um, you know, those Harvard Business Review case studies, and there was one around negotiation, and there was someone in class who actually had experience of working on that particular uh, um, um, negotiation and talking to people in that line. It's just so fascinating, the, the wealth of experience. So you're not just learning from your lecturers, you're learning, um, you're not just learning from the textbooks or um, papers that you read, you're learning firsthand from your colleagues and how they've experienced things. I think for me, no one prepared me for that. And that was just absolutely amazing. Um, also, the things that we call the softer skills ended up being very, very important. So uh, we had a team consulting project where we got the opportunity to work with um, different industries. Um, we were split into groups of five and just seeing the final report that we produced at the end of that was um, just amazing. Again, I didn't think of that uh, when I was going in. And then even the, the areas on maybe like personal and professional career development. Um, I didn't think that so much would come out of that. Obviously, um, being at an executive level, um, I was expecting, all right, it's not like they're going to help me with job hunting, but, you know, the fantastic sessions that we had. So, for instance, around building resilience as a leader, um, just practical examples of how you can do, do things better really made a difference for me. Um, one of the most enriching experiences for me was my research project. So I worked on diversity in business schools and I had um, done my uh, PhD on something that I had to use mixed methods for. So in terms of the research methods, I was completely comfortable with that. But then having the, getting the opportunity to apply that into a business environment and even, um, so for my research project, I did mixed methods. I, did, I looked at uh, um, data, years and years of data on the Financial Times. And then I did a qualitative content analysis of the uh, business schools that I was studying. And then I went on to do 30, over 30 interviews. And it's just such an amazing experience speaking to deans of business schools, hearing what they're doing, where their heart is, what they're passionate about when it comes to diversity. It was just such a rich experience, people that I never thought I would get access to. I had the opportunity to speak to some of the leaders in the field who have written, I mean, thought leaders who have written so many um, um, papers in this area, I have published hundreds literally in this area, just getting the opportunity to speak to them all through the EMBA experience is just, yeah, really enriching. It's been a fantastic experience. Um, so kind of moving away a little bit from the MBA experience and back to kind of your, your professional experience, I suppose, in your career. Um, so medtech um, mm -hmm. is an area that's a very hot topic at the moment um, for some obvious reasons, I guess. Um, but just for our listeners who may not know that much about the area, can you walk us through like what exactly medtech is and why is there such a focus on it at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so medtech, um, when generally when you hear it, because they're usually um, using to interchange the word, the the phrase is usually used interchangeably with um, quite a few things. But medtech, generally, we're talking about uh, medical technology that is effectively health technology, and I think there's a WHO um, definition for that, which is the application of organised knowledge and skills in form of devices, medicines, vaccines, procedures, and systems developed to solve a health problem and quote, improve quality of lives. So this could include pharmaceuticals, devices, procedures, organizational systems used in the healthcare industry. And there's a lot of um, uh, um, movement in that area now with data, um, information systems, um, big data analytics and things along those lines, yes. Um, as I've mentioned before, there's a lot going on in the medtech area and around data, data, data. And we're changing the way we live. So in the past, when it comes to health, usually you wait um, or until you fall. Or there's something wrong and then you go to the healthcare professional and then they say this is what's wrong and you try to do something about it. Um, in this age, actually we have people being empowered by data. So most of us these days have trackers. We like to know what's going on in our bodies. We like to know um, how we're performing. Um, I currently am wearing an, uh, a Fitbit and an Apple Watch, like a complete cycle. Just understanding uh, more about myself. And then when you look at the data and how you, so for instance, just looking at my sleep data, I'm thinking, what? This is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe all of this is going on when I'm sleeping. And the same data, if you're tracking your heart rate, or if you're sending, um, um, I don't know, blood um, glucose levels to a, a mobile app through uh, connected devices. It's so amazing. And that's why there's so much going on. So it's not just about um, waiting to be sick or maybe specifically treating a health condition. It's about the tracking as well and the data behind that and the way we could do so much more um, um, with the data that we collect. So there's a lot of that going on in uh, MedTech currently. Um, we've talked quite a bit about your your kind of previous career and your MBA experience. Um, what about the future? Where do you where do you plan to go from here? Yes. Um, so I mentioned earlier that one of the most rewarding experiences of my MBA was working on my research project. I'm focusing on diversity. For me, it was more than a project. It's 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 a passion for me. So just being able to do that piece of work was really important to me. So um, after my MBA, I have been working on um, publications from that, and I will let you know once <laughs> the first paper is out. Um, so I'm looking to publish that, uh, come up with best practice recommendations, but I actually want to start a social venture in that area because I'm passionate about it and making sure that um, a difference is made where it really matters. So, of course, we haven't achieved gender parity yet, especially with um, uh, executive programs or management programs uh, with MBA. That was part of my findings. But we're doing so much better than we used to do. But what is the next step? So after you get the numbers, are you making sure that your policies are actually inclusive enough? Are you making sure that the students from minority group that have made it actually feel welcome to the community? Are you taking care of your staff in terms of what they need in this area. Um, so I'll spend some time working on that um, with my social venture. <laughs> and this is where your skills start to complement each other. So as I said, um, 
earlier when I did my PhD, I was thinking about practical implications of what I was doing. But now the wealth of experience, and this is my story in terms of having a um, PhD before doing an MBA. Some of my colleagues will have different um, narratives in terms of this was important in my life and I brought that skill and I applied it to my MBA. And that's the beauty of the MBA, I guess. It's very, very diverse. You can apply it in different contexts. So bringing that um, wealth of research experience, being able to use that to do something that is important to me. And for me, it's also important that I don't just do something for the sake of it, but look at um, potential outcomes and see how I can make a difference in my own little way. Um, that was quite important to me as well. So yes, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And there were so many opportunities as well when I was doing my uh, MBA to actually make a tangible difference. Um, so for, an exa for example, uh, with the Cambridge College system, I was attached um, to a college and my college was working on an initiative to encourage students from um, poorer backgrounds into Cambridge to even think of applying. So that was something that spoke to me. And I said, yes, I'm on board. And I got the opportunity to deliver a lecture. I think over 300 students signed up. And it was just an amazing experience speaking to this um, 16, 17-year-olds. And I remember exactly how we felt when I was their age. Like, what am I going to do with my life? What is my career going to look like? Um, what are the opportunities? And you have the pressure of studying, the pressure of passing exams, the pressure of your parents. And for me, I was just really excited to be a part of that program. And when I was writing my application form for my MBA, I never thought of that opportunity. In fact, my research project, I never thought I would do that. Um, so it just shows you the amazing doors that open um, once you say yes to something. You know, if you're thinking about, for someone maybe who's not from the medical world, but thinking about they want to try and switch into med tech or into that kind of that, that realm, but they're not mm -hmm. scientists. And do you have any tips for them or maybe companies they should look at or things they should be doing to sort of make but that again, move? Again, this is one of the big misconceptions that we get uh, when we hear some terms. So we hear medtech and automatically think of scientists. But why? <laughs> um, so if I was going to make a, a connected device, I would have, okay, the... I would expect it to have an assay, which is a strip chemistry, for instance. So yes, that's my core background. I would have a scientist that has maybe some experience in biology or molecular biology, um, biochemistry, um, chemistry, something along those lines. But that's it. And then you go to the mechanical engineers and you say, I want to design this product because when you have this fantastic assay, it needs to work. And if it's going to um, have this live in a case, the mechanical design would know that the mechanical designer would know the ergonomics to make it function whole, so that whoever's holding it, for instance, will be able to hold it properly. And then your assay, if you want to digitize this, you would need a hardware engineer and you would need a software engineer who would be able to code. So for instance, if you're talking about line intensity of, I don't know, what's on mind now, a COVID test, for instance, and you wanted to make that a digital product, you need to apply a employer software engineer. And then if, it if it's connected to a mobile app, that has nothing to do with being a scientist. You're a software <laughs> engineer. You need an app developer. You need your software testers. Um, you need to validate it. And then when you've done all of this, you need regulatory input because you need to make sure that uh, whatever country you want to sell the product in, it needs to go through the regulatory requirements of that country. You need your marketing um, person to, you know, speak the marketing language so that the end user, whether it's healthcare professionals, whether it's... Um, um, 
people like you and I, they understand what your product is about. Um, and then you need your customer support team when they call with complaints on how to improve or um, areas where you can improve. You need people with special um, customer support um, experience. And then there's all the other supporting functions like quality. This is just one example of making a connected device. So there's so much more happening within MedTech beyond just being a scientist in the lab. all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye!